0: Well, hello everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Samuel chapter 16, and if I to give this one a title, it would be, The Lord Really Sees You. The Lord Really Sees You. This chapter reminds me of one time when my girls, they were going out uh, trick-or-treating with some of their friends, and especially one of my daughters, she was she's really small at the time, and they went up to this house, some people that we knew, and and they were like, hey, you know, all the stuff, and they were giving out candy, and my little girl was in the very back, and there was a, a flock of kids, like ten kids, she was in the very back, and she was just kind of holding her holding her uh, ba- bag out, whatever, and she was like, ah, and she went from smiling to panicked, <laughs> you know, like like if I don't get candy, my life has no meaning, right, and. She thought that they had forgotten her. And what had happened was, is the the person at the door had run out of candy. And so like in the space of five seconds for him to lean back in and get some more, my youngest daughter looks at me and she just starts crying. You know, just <laughs> her life is over, right? Well, it turns back around and she actually gets more candy than the rest of them because they'd all kind of left. And it's just like, oh, so they did see me. Okay, great. And I think about that when I think about this chapter, because it's going to talk about David and how everybody else didn't seem to see him. But God did. It's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to share it with you. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a comment. Let us know how you're engaging with God's word. Make sure if you're listening to the podcast, you are always my favorites. I love you so much. Make sure you are leaving us a five-star review. And don't forget to go to the Facebook group. Even if you don't do the Facebooks, just go to the link there and make sure you are engaging with God's word with us. Because the more we dig, the more we find. Bible breakdown discussion. And we love it so much. If you have your Bible, you want to open up with me to 1 Samuel chapter 16. Don't forget that when 1 Samuel started, it was at the very end of the book of Judges. This collection of tribes that are coming together so they can now be ruled by one king. Well, it didn't go so well for that one king, but God's not frustrated. He's still got a plan. And as we've been saying, the overall theme of 1 Samuel is God's providence despite our silliness. And that is that often what God does is he, he doesn't always just paint a very clear picture of the future. What he does is he opens doors and he slowly nudges us in the right direction to get us where we need to be. And that's what he's doing right now. Samuel has anointed Saul and then Saul messed up. <laughs> I mean, and he finally, in the last chapter, is like, no, you're done. You, you, you're, you are done. And now it's time to anoint a new king so we're gonna look at what happens and see what God will say to us in his word today. So if you're ready, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse one says this. Now the Lord said to Samuel, you have mourned long enough, Samuel, or for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel. So fill your flask with oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. But Samuel asked, how can I do that? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. Take a heifer with you. By the way, that's a cow. (laughs) Take a heifer with you, the Lord replied, and say that you have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you which one of his sons to anoint for me. So Samuel did as the Lord instructed. And when he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town came trembling to meet him. What's wrong? (laughs) They asked, do you come in peace? Yes, Samuel replied. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Purify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then Samuel performed the purification rite for Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice too. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, Surely this is the Lord's anointed. So I don't know what Eliab looked like. Tall, dark, and handsome. Tall, drink of water. but Whatever it was, they liked him. Because you remember Saul was like a head and shoulders taller than everybody else. So there's like, it's got to be him. But look what this, verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse told the son Abinadab to step forward and to walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, This is not the one the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shimea. But Samuel said, Neither is this one the one the Lord has chosen. And all in the same way, all seven sons of Jesse were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these. Then he asked, are these all the sons you have? Well, <laughs> they're still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheeps and goat, goats. Send <laughs> for him at once. We will not sit and eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him, and he was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. Come on, somebody. All right. And the Lord said, This is the one. Anoint him. So David's, uh, so as David stood there in front of his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil that he had brought and anointed David with oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Now pause for a second. First of all, can you imagine? David finds out that Saul, or excuse me, Samuel, like the most famous guy other than Saul, you know, is in your hometown? Hey, let's go see him. Well, someone's got to watch the sheep and the goats. So David, you just stay here. Well, what if he wants to meet me? David, he does not want to meet with you. i got all your other brothers that are there. You go do your chores. And then how about this? He goes in there and he gets anointed king. Now, here's the thing you got to understand about getting anointed in the Old Testament. Now, have you ever been a part of a church that would anoint people with oil, which is a symbol of the Holy Spirit? They'd take a little bit of oil on the tip of their finger, and they would you know, put it on, on your forehead, or they just anoint your hands, or however they would do it in their, their expression of worship. Back in the day, what they would do is they would take a flask, okay? This quartz of oil, and they would pour it over your head. And so he got an oil bath. Can you imagine how long he was greasy? How many times did he have to wash his hair? (laughs) You know what I mean? But that's what they would do. And it's a beautiful symbol because what the Holy Spirit does when he comes upon you is he doesn't just barely touch your head. He covers you completely. So it's a wonderful symbol of the Holy Spirit completely immersing you in his goodness. And the Bible said that as soon as that oil touched him, because once again, the oil was just a representation of the presence of God. So once the presence of God came upon him, that he came powerfully on him from that day on. All right. Verse 14. Now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. Some of Saul's servants said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician to play the harp whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play soothing music and you will soon be well again. All right. Saul said, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he is a brave warrior and a man of war, and he has good judgment. He is also fine-looking as a young man, and the Lord is with him. So pause again. So one of the things we need to realize as well. We have this idea we're going to read in a couple of days that when David went out to fight Goliath, he had no, you know, he had no idea what he was doing. Well, the Bible says he was already a brave warrior and a man of war, which means he was a young man but he'd already been trained possibly by the local garrison, possibly by his father, but also been trained to understand how to be a warrior. So in other words, he was good with his hands, and he knew how to fight. So he, But not only that, but he was a tall, drinking water, handsome man, and apparently he could play the guitar like nobody's business. So here we go. Verse 19, So Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul, along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread, and a wineskin full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. And Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor bearer. If you remember from yesterday, a couple days ago, what an armor bearer is, is basically his attendant, his assistant, and all things. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, asking, Please let David remain in my service, for I am very pleased with him. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. And then Saul would feel better, and the tormenting spirit would go away. So we can now see that God is already starting to move in this whole situation. So what's a couple of things we can look at when we see this? First of all, is that there's a time to mourn, and then there's a time to move forward. Saul was uh, no longer anointed as king. He was still in the position of king, but the presence of God to empower him to do the job was gone. And Samuel mourned for him for days. And finally, God said it's time to move forward. And then he goes and he almost missed David. <laughs> you know, and so the other thing would be is that God sees you. It doesn't matter what everybody else sees. What matters is that God sees, and he sees you. And then when he sees you, he will make room for you. That's what I'd like to stop with today as we get ready to pray and in our time together. And that is this. As we go through life, there's so many times when we can feel unseen, unheard, unloved, and that there's not room for us. There's not room for what God is wanting to do in our life. And that's because many times, everybody is at their own growth rate. Everyone is in their own season of life, and God is doing different things in different people's lives in different seasons for different reasons. It might be time for somebody else to shine. It might be time for somebody else to get the job, have the contract, do whatever it is. But here's the thing. Other people's success has nothing to do with you because God knows where you are. He knows exactly what you're doing. He knows what your desires are. He knows what your hopes are. He knows where your fears are. He knows everything about you. And so when the time is right, God will move you forward exactly where he wants you to be. David didn't have to worry about whether or not God saw him when he was out in the, you know, the, with the sheep and with the goats. God saw him, even though nobody else seemed to care. And then here's the thing. After he became the anointed king, guess what he did? He went right back to watching those sheep. Well, that was nice. I guess this is over with now. No, God still sees you. And so it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Can I tell you today, God sees you. doesn't matter what everybody else thinks and everybody else's success, we can celebrate it because it has nothing to do with what God wants to do in you. And even though it may have the most random, roundabout, odd way of getting you there, God will get you right where you need to be. Notice how David is now so close to the throne through a weird set of circumstances that had nothing to do with him. When it's time for God to move you forward, nothing can stop you. So trust the Lord and let him lead you as he sees fit. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you are with us and that you are for us. God, it's so hard to be patient in this life. We don't see life through an eternal perspective all the time the way you do. And so I pray you'll be patient with us. I pray you will forgive us for so sometimes moving too far forward or sometimes waiting too far behind or wondering if you truly see us. I pray you will help us to realize that in your presence we're fully seen and we're fully known and we're fully loved by you. Thank you for loving us the way you do. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. Well don't forget God's word says in First Samuel chapter 12, be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of all the wonderful things he has done for you. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for First Samuel chapter 17.